Hi, this is David Marquez. I am the artist of books such as The Invincible Iron Man, coming out in October from Marvel Comics, and you're listening to Limited Addiction Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Limited Addiction Podcast. My name is Frankie. My name's Daniel, and we're here to talk about all things nerdy. And I thought you were going to say politics first. That's that's our spinoff podcast. That's oh, okay. uh politics edition. Already asleep. <laughs> um, we need to work on our NPR voices before we start that one. We already started this bit before. Not our NPR. I mean, not the politics bit. You know, but we did the, the NPR. NPR before. Well, if we do politics, I mean, jeez, man. Anyways, speaking of politics, oh boy. Um, Party with the segues. Terminator sequel. <laughs> that has nothing to do with politics. Put on hold indefinitely. That's kind of shocking to me because I thought, I saw the movie, you saw it too. Yeah. I we, thought it was very mediocre and you I, liked it. I liked it. I thought that, well, it didn't do great in America. I thought overseas, specifically China, that it made its money back. And we yeah. Were, we China, were, it was uh, top, it was fifth U.S grossing film mm. something some kind of wording like that but yeah i guess apparently even with china it's still gonna lose money in the end um i guess with predicted blu-ray and digital sales so i'm a little sad about it um i wasn't too thrilled about the tv show idea because i watched too much tv already well, they already had the two seasons Sarah of the show Connor. the Sarah Connor chronicles yeah i guess they were gonna do something Similar. There we go. Well, I guess that does leave Arnold um, <coughs> free to do The Apprentice. That's true. Yeah, that might have been part of uh, what they were doing. Yeah. So there, the story ends. For now. For now. Indefinitely. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it makes me a little sad, you know? Because, I mean, yeah, Arnold's not going to be around forever, so they need to get these shot if they're planning on that. Or... They should have stopped at two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't think I've seen three yet. I, I don't know if four. I talked about on the pod, but there's a very, I probably have. Number three will always be memorable to me because there's this really big scene where the character has a gun to his head. He's like, I'll do it. I'll do it. And then the power shut off in the whole movie theater. <laughs> what? And you never knew if he did it. We got rain checks and we were able to come back, but nope. Spoilers. Never. He, happened. he didn't do it. Wow. <laughs> I don't have to watch that movie. You don't know who did it though. Everyone did it. Uh, that's okay. kind of politics, you know, Hollywood politics. Arnold was the governor. Yeah, Sarah Connor is a governor. No, is she? Uh, I don't she's think so. she's a queen. What on Game of Thrones? Oh, the actress. You. Yeah. I see. Danny. Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. I do like her. I uh, the whole movie, I had absolutely no idea it was her, and then I was like, huh, she was she was pretty cool. I wonder what else she's in. I was like, oh, Game of Thrones. You had no reference to the earlier ones, or very little. It just seemed like they were cosplaying as Sarah Connor. <laughs> Yeah. Reese. Reese. Oh, jeez. So, um, nope, no no sequel. For now. Yeah, which... 
Usually is a death sentence. Yeah. Probably more likely to get a, another reboot before you see any more furthering of this storyline. Which is unfortunate, in my opinion, but not in the worlds. So, there. I pre-ordered on Blu-ray, though. Maybe I'll help them. There you go. Yeah, I want it. I didn't pre-order it, but you never know what Christmas will bring, I suppose. Yep. Christmas time is here. Speaking of which, if you are stuck on ideas for Christmas gifts for your friends and family, and they also like stuff that we like, head on over to franklydone.com and go to our support us section where get a nice little note from us. And then um, we actually have some suggestions for you to purchase, varying degrees of price. Um, it's stuff that uh, we like and we think you will like. And you're like, how's buying stuff helping you guys? Well, click on that link. Whether you buy what we're suggesting or you go off and you buy yourself a T-shirt that's not the one we suggested, buy your groceries. I don't care what you do. As long as you buy something, we get some money, and Amazon doesn't. Yeah, they so get money. You win because you get your stuff you wanted. We win because we get money, and Amazon loses. And they don't lose. They lose a percentage. They lose because they're not allowed to do their drones, but. They lose percentage <laughs> of pennies, and each penny will help take him down. Come for you, Jeff Bezos. But no, it's a really cool program. Um, anytime you are thinking about buying something off Amazon, go to our website first. There's banners on pretty much every page. Click it. It takes you to Amazon. And you just shop like normal. It's pretty cool that Amazon does that. Helps support little guys like us. Become big guys like them. <laughs> Anyways, back to the show. Um, so we've talked about Secret Wars a little bit before in the past we have it's been so long i don't even know what's going on that's i mean yeah i remember the first one because you know a lot of the last day storylines were in that period yeah i remember the second one was super weird and made absolutely no sense and then three through five is a blur i mean i know people died and i know who died but yeah no idea what's going on six is supposedly coming out next week so i guess we'll talk about it or something i don't know but it got pushed back the final issue pushed back yet again um for those of you who didn't catch it um instead of eight it's now nine issues uh which first you're like oh cool we're getting a whole nother issue but then come to find out that 17 pages of i'm guessing 23 um is content that was pulled out of seven and eight anyways yeah um, but we're looking at the last week of December right now for Secret Wars to be wrapping up. Last week of December, they're like, we got to get this in by the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, there's rumors that it's even going to be pushed to the first week this is, of the new year. That's insane. It's speculatively, the artist um, name escapes me. Pull up a. <laughs> He's a lot like Alex Ross, where it's Riddick, where it's paintings. So obviously that's that's gonna take you longer, but he never missed a deadline with his his Thor stuff. So it's, yeah, yeah. And Hickman's kind of known for missing, but this is where I'm like, all right, this is a giant event for Marvel. Yeah, like 
potentially resetting. I mean, they said the history is still there. It's not like New 52 for DC, but in all intents and purposes, resetting their whole universe. You would think they would invest the money to have this finished before they even launched the second issue. Well, clearly they had the arc of it, and all the other artists and writers knew what the story was going to do, but yeah, you would think they... Yeah, I mean, yeah, they have to have known because we're getting post-Secret Wars stuff coming out next week. Yeah. Which, I mean, we'll hear a little bit about the headliner, Invincible Iron Man, a little bit later in the show from uh, new good friend Dave Marquez. David Marquez. But, uh, yeah, that's... I mean, everything's set eight months after, so I guess they could have gone back and re-edited stuff, so you're not getting... Spoilers, maybe. Or they're just like, well, we have to put books out. Can't not do that anymore. So, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting couple of months with Marvel. Well, it's been very interesting on my poll file, not getting anything each week. Oh, that's so nice when I'm going in and leaving with like $10 instead of 15 I had one, one comic come out. Some, there was one week I had nothing. Yeah. There's been a couple where I've had nothing from Marvel, but I've had other stuff. I've budgeted for about $20 a week. That's that's typically what I was going, but when I'm at zero or like $4, that's crazy. Yeah, it's that's what I was talking to uh, our local shop, Comics DM, is one of the proprietors there. Um, and it's like pushing this back, it's, yeah, it's great for us on our wallets, you know. We're getting a little bored. Um, luckily we talk about more than just the comics we bought on this podcast. Yeah, we chose a weird time to do a comics podcast when no comics are Terrible time for you guys. Um, but you know, it's horrible for Marvel. Their numbers are just dropping because there's nothing to buy. Um, horrible for the shop because there's nothing to sell. And just, I don't know, all around terrible. Yeah. Like, drop the ball big time. Really? It really, it's seeming like Marvel doesn't care about comics. What shows can we develop? I'm not complaining. I love the shows and the movies. But still, like, what started everything seems like it's an afterthought at this point. Yeah, like, I mean, who knows what's going on behind the scenes? You know, maybe there's logical reasons behind it, or maybe it's just Hickman or the artist. But, yeah, you've got to figure, like, I I just, I haven't listened to the Marvel podcast in a really long time. Yeah, I'm finally getting caught up on some of my other stuff. So maybe I will listen to it and see like if they're still perky and happy and stuff. I'm sure <laughs> they will because it's their job. No, it's but they all they they killed themselves. It's over. Oh jeez, <laughs> it was a massacre. Well, I guess I don't have to give Agent M that T-shirt I promised him three years ago. Bernard. <laughs> Goodness. Jeez. Speaking of them putting money into shows, Agents of Shield's back. Uh, yeah. Um, pretty exciting. I planned on reading. I picked up uh, four issues of Secret Wars. I think I talked about it last week. I planned on reading before the show started. Didn't get around to it, but it didn't really matter anyways, from what I've understood from you. No, it doesn't matter. It's completely... <laughs> Nick Fury's the leader of it, kind of, and... Yeah. Can't afford Sam Jackson. Nope. He gets to make one appearance this season. Wait, did he show up last second season? Yeah. Did he win? Um, around the movie time. The second movie? Adventures movie? I think so. I know he showed up in the first season twice. Maybe three times. Uh, he was in it once. Okay. Yeah, because it was 
Maybe he was like on video and not like interacting. With I know people. Maria Hill was on there. Yeah. I don't know. It's all a blur. It's all a blur. Anyway, if you want to find out, go to uh, frankly.com. Franklydone.com. Franklydone.com. I don't uh, know what that is. On uh, <laughs> this this just in, we have a couple pictures from this episode that just aired. But there's also a link to pick up season one and season two off Amazon. Yeah. For probably a good price. <laughs> so what do you think of that episode? I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah. I watched it. I watched it today, so a couple of days later, and I thought it was funny. Like I've seen so much stuff where it was like, "Did you catch Lash?" On uh. Agents of Shield, like How coming from Marvel. And that's yeah. so I was thinking. I was like, oh man, maybe it's just like the last couple minutes, like the um, Sims scene was. Simmons. Um, but yeah, he's like a good chunk of the show. So I'm like, yeah. how how'd you, how'd you not see it? I mean, Went to the bathroom <laughs> looks a little cheesy, in my opinion. Um, I did like the opening scene when they like first show the uh, plane. I'm like. Oh man, this is them being like, "Ha ha, we've got a budget," but it's still not as good as the movies because this looks pretty terrible, <laughs> yeah. but better than our old one. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> there's still that still. stuff that you're going to deal with where they're trying to do cooler stuff than they can afford to do. Yeah, I liked it definitely. Uh, this does seem like a different show almost. I mean, it's going in a hunting down the Inhumans direction. Yeah. I mean, it was set up from last season, the end of it specifically. But, yeah, I, th- I think overall it was a good episode. A lot of cool action. Yeah. And they actually made a lot of references to, I think I caught two. They made a reference to Avengers. They made a reference to Hank Pym. I missed the Hank Pym one, I think. Yeah. I got the Avengers one, though. I can't. I can't even specifically bring it up, but I know that they said something. Yeah, I'll have to look it up later. But um. But yeah, I, I'm gonna keep watching it. I begrudgingly watched it last year. <laughs> I, I'm watching everything on Hulu this year, and mm-hmm. well, it's great experience because I I've got the upgraded no commercials on Hulu. Uh oh. Yeah. And one of the warnings they said certain shows will have commercials. And one of them was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, but what they mean by commercials is one commercial in the beginning and one at the end, and that's it. That's pretty nice. Yeah, I didn't mind it at all. They're all apologetic. Like, we're sorry, but due to licensing agreement, there will be in a commercial in the beginning and end. I'm like, everybody loves commercials. No problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's off to a good start. Um, Any predictions? No, no, none at all. Uh, let's see. Ward's gonna die. I don't know. <laughs> There'll be a tie-in to the movies. Of course, there's, there's a. <laughs> what movie is they got a tie-in? Oh, they got a tie-in. Civil War. Civil War. It already seems like they're going Civil War route with the that woman. It kind of. Oh yeah. Working for the government. That we'll see. Yeah, I'm still interested with Inhumans movie being so far out. That's crazy. Are we going to get burnt yeah. on them? Or is the Inhumans movie going to be like completely different than the show, you know? Like not even touch on the Secret Warriors. Yeah. They're like, these aren't Inhumans. These are wannabe Inhumans. Black Bolt. Black Bolt shows up and then... I will have no words. <laughs> I, would, I really... Remember that rumor that Vin Diesel was going to be... Yeah. I would love that so much. Still could be. Yeah. 
Um, another show, fairly new, is um, Heroes Reborn. Obviously, I did not watch that. Did you watch behind. it? Heroes Reborn, the first episode. Yeah, I did. Um, what do you think? It was nice. You know, there were a little bit of. It started out with a lot of tie-ins to it. You know, um, I'm still kind of only watching it for you guys out there in podcast land, um, which partially is because I've got so much, I mean, watching already. But then also, I don't know. I mean, it was a good two episodes. But, you know, it's, it's heroes. I think the <laughs> deeper we go, get more of the original series. Um, it's going to be a little bit different. Do the new characters seem cool at least? Well, see... There's this really young kid. He seems pretty cool. Um, but then there's this whole, like, video game thing going on with in Japan where it's like, unless the guy's power is he's really good at video games, he doesn't have a power, but he's just there. Okay. And there's this girl where, like, the samurai sword transports her into the game, but it somehow affects her real life also. Um, so it, I don't know if that's, like, a power or, like, the sword's the power or what, but that seems like it's going to be weird. Like, I'm not quite sure how that's fitting in. That seems weird from someone who hasn't seen an episode. Netflix, I saw, has season four. I started watching season four, and I'm like, uh, and I fell asleep. Yeah. So I can't imagine that watching Heroes Reborn. <coughs> I mean, it's not bad. It's got a cool kickoff. Oh, okay. You know, but... I don't know. See what this week's episode is, but... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe even we'll drop it if it <laughs> continues the path it's on, but it wasn't the worst thing I've seen on TV. Yeah, if I can't and I watch a lot of terrible stuff. You do. You watch a lot of it. Uh, yeah. Then we had Gotham. Gotham, Gotham yeah. actually, gosh, I'm, I've been known that how much I don't really like that show, but that episode is pretty good. Yeah, it it's does. off to a pretty good start. Yeah. I mean, something big happened at the end that kind of deviates a lot from the lore of Batman. Oh, you mean like everyone's dead? Yeah, that. Yeah, that's specifically what I meant, but I wasn't going to say it. Okay. I don't know who everyone is. I mean a certain character that eventually, I don't even want to say. But yeah, it's just kind of big. I don't know. I don't know if you know Batman. Well, Jim Gordon remarries a certain point in character. Oh, she's dead now? Yeah. Oh, I know who you're talking about probably then. So... Yeah, but just there's a lot of, there's actually like tension to this episode. and The uh, tech guy gets introduced. Lucius Fox? Met, yeah, we guess we met him before. but Yeah, he's a season, or series regular now. He, I think he was like in the last couple episodes last season. Yeah. But yeah, Lucius Fox is. Yeah, it's kind of, they're doing this really weird. That's my only complaint is they're doing this really weird, like they're setting it up for like Teenage Batman. Yeah. So that part's weird, but they have this villain's rise, the manics, whatever they're calling themselves. That's working. The maniacs. Maniacs. Yeah. Only thing I don't like, and it's not even the kids' performance. That I they spell with an X. Yeah. Okay. You know, they were in Arkham. They don't know how to spell. <laughs> they had but an extra person. I, His performance is good. I just don't know how much I like the idea of Joker being there before he's actually Joker. Part of the appeal of Joker has always been the mystery to them. If okay, say this Joker all of a sudden is full on Joker and he's fighting Batman. Part of it's like 
the whole mystery of Joker. Like, who is Joker? Now they're just going to be like, hey, he kind of acts like that kid, Jerome. Remember a couple years ago? Yeah. Maniacs? Joker's totally Jerome, isn't he? I am waiting for that reveal, like, where he's just like, oh, it's just a joke. They, <laughs> yeah. Why so serious? Oh, my goodness, if he says that. <laughs> I don't think they're legally allowed to. There's, like, they really, like, heavy-handedly tr- imply he's the Joker. I think at one, one point when he was having a smiley kind of Joker face, just for a second it flashed green and his hair was green. And then, oh, really? Yeah, and when he had blood on his face, definitely looked like the red yeah. lips. Yeah, there's definitely, like, heavy-handing us the, the Joker. I mean, they flat out have basically said it, like, when he first appeared in season one, I think the promo was, can you take a joke? <laughs> and they showed this kid, which he does look a lot older in season two than he did in season one. Season one, he looked like he was 12. Now yeah. I'm willing to buy he's like 18. Got a hard uh, about eight months or however long it's been. It's true. Hanging out with a cannibal. Yeah. But no, that's off to a good start. Yeah, um, definitely. I haven't excited seen for... too many people complaining about it. Excited for episode three, something I never thought I'd say about Gotham. Excited <laughs> for an episode afterwards. Excited for... You know why this show's so much better? There's no fish mooney. Oh... No, even Will Smith is gonna kick your butt. No, even I think I was reading just on Wikipedia going on a tangent. Jada Pickett Smith admitted, like we all knew that I wasn't gonna be around for more than one season. I was just there to service the Penguin character. So she yeah. knew her role. Oh yeah. I think they purposely made her that way. I'm surprised we're not getting more Penguin. I mean, we got him in the first episode, you know. Yeah. But I figured he'd be like every. That's episode. my only complaint. Yeah, not enough Penguin in this episode. Like. At, at least like some kind of scene or something, but I think they're going to be setting it up where it's going to be like Penguin and Gordon versus these guys. Yeah, because Penguin's not going to be happy about their not the Joker kid, but the leader of them. Penguin's always been interesting because, yeah, he's this crazed criminal, but he's more a businessman than say a anarchist like the Joker, <laughs> where it's just chaos. He he's not above breaking the law and doing crazy things, but it's all for money and power. Where Joker's just for crazy, for the yeah. sake of crazy. I did like that when they were like, why cheerleaders? They didn't even ask for anything. And Gordon's like, they want headlines, you idiots. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good times, though. Good times, though, yeah. Um, speaking of good times and pushing things back, Uncanny X-Men 600 has been pushed back yet again. Good. Which I do have to say I have a hard time believing that this is actually the 600th issue because uh, maybe it is right i don't know because first volume ended at 544 yeah and there's been two volumes since but i guess neither of them have really gone that high of numbers so you add them together yeah it probably does add up right you know so were they counting all new x-men as the running i don't believe so i believe this is just strictly the uncanny x-men okay so i think you know, volume two got into the twenties. Volume three got a little bit higher, maybe. Yeah, it's possible. So. That sounds six hundred. Yeah, yeah, I guess it would make sense. But yeah, the uh, secrets of Iceman pushed back yet again. Um, but we're looking at November fourth, so only about a month off. Well, I, I can't wait to find out what happens with that. Me too. I'm gonna have a uh, full-on podcast. I'm gonna call all the artists. Arthur Adams. I think we've already speculated before. But Neil Adams. Yeah. David Marquez. All your friends. Except for Latour. Hmm. He's not invited. 
<laughs> not invited. I mean, that man have history. <laughs> but no, yeah, I'm pretty pumped. It's going to be pretty... Just that alone. Is yeah. he or isn't he? There's a lot of stuff that they like. Like, oh, we're going to drop a couple of bombs. See you in eight months. Fuck. Yeah, because I mean, the Utopians, which is like some of my favorite B-list X-Men all hanging out together and pissed off. You got Gay Iceman, not Gay Iceman. Yep, let's see yeah. that. Politically we're, yeah, we're incorrect. Yeah, hope. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be fun. But um, more than that in November, I guess. Yep. There's a bunch of images of the different variant covers if you are interested in it. But Is it Iceman at a gay pride rally? There's a couple like group shots that are pretty cool. Um, and then they're doing three different action figure covers, but they're like the old 90s figures that I like. Huh. Um, one is Young Jean Grey, one's Iceman, and then one's Emma Frost. So that kind of, kind of threw me. But yeah, so there's that. Um, did you hear about the real life Spider Man? I did not. It's pretty cool. It was over in uh, in the uh, European. World. The Europeans. Uh, I want to say England, but I'm not 100% now that I started talking about it. But I guess it was this guy. He uh, was one of those people who dress up as Spider-Man and go to parties and stuff, like birthday parties for kids. And he's driving down the highway, and he's driving next to this car, and he notices that the car's on fire. So he, like, flags him down and gets him over. And, like, so background story in that car. Um, husband cut his finger off in the lawnmower. Um, so pregnant wife and three-year-old daughter were rushing to get him to the hospital. So car's on fire. Spider-Man flags him down, um, gets him out of the car, and then takes him to the hospital. Finger gets attached. Everyone's cool and fine. Then he goes to the birthday party and kills it, is what the article said. <laughs> Direct quote, kills it. Kills it. But yeah, so. Only one kid cried. That'd be pretty cool. Like, your job is to pretend to be Spider-Man, then you save somebody's life. Slash yeah. that little girl got saved by Spider-Man. Apparently, he, like, left the mask on the whole time, too, which is kind of weird. He got to. I mean, unless he wasn't driving, and then just, like, so he doesn't ruin the illusion for kids, <laughs> you know? But, yeah, so that'd be pretty cool for a little kid. I mean, even though she probably almost died in a fire of a car. And her dad lost a finger. Yeah, he got put back on, though. Yeah. So. But that that's very cool. That's... It's like what you've always wanted to do. That's what I actually do. Don't you need to go light cars on fire and then just show up in a spider yeah. costume. That's what I do. I mean, a couple years ago, didn't that sort of happen with Superman? Yeah, I guess. I don't know the specifics, but definitely cool when uh, your fiction meets reality. Fiction meets reality. This should be our next podcast. Fiction meets reality. If you're interested in doing a fiction meets reality podcast, let us know. Frankly done network at gmail.com <laughs> or on the twitter at the frankly done everything should have the in front of it I mean the facebook would sound so much better I know despite what Justin Timberlake says yeah, jerk that communist <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's a bunch of news about the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe coming about um tidbits here and there uh civil war is going to end the captain america trilogy um so, whether that means that chris evans is that his name yeah is finished with the role and then either falcon or winter soldier will take over or if that means like 
this is gonna be our last Captain America movie for a while. Um, Infinity War will end the Avengers in some sense. This incarnation of them, at the very least. Yeah, I think that's what. That's kind of sad to think about, though. Like I know it's, we've got some years off, but yeah, the problem with doing a live-action um, movie is these actors get old; they're not timeless. They just need to James Bond them and just replace them and don't say anything. Yeah. Um, Sidetrack, since you brought it up, Daniel Craig has said he's doing James Bond until he physically cannot. Really? Yep. Huh. So, there I'm, you I'm go. I'm excited for Spectre, but yeah. Whatever that guy that was going to raise ruckus on the internet's name was. Yeah, I don't remember. Him, Himdell? Yeah, so I don't remember Thor. his name. Um, what else did we get in? Um, Spider-Man belongs in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He does. That was just like, they just said that and went on to the next subject, which is pretty funny. Um, and then Doctor Strange is going to be an origin story, um, which I guess he said that before, but a bunch of people were like, I thought you said you were done with origin stories and stuff. And he explained it. This is Mr. Kevin. Um, he explained it that, you know, we're done telling the stories everyone already knows. Um, A.K.A. Spider-Man, but Doctor Strange is a pretty crazy origin story, so yeah, it's getting told. They're gonna have to, because yeah. I I can't even like really tell you. It goes, surgeon breaks his hands on a quest to fix him. With, yeah. Apparently, a lot of people are mad that the ancient one is a woman and white. Okay. Because I guess it's a Tibetan. Yeah, man. women aren't wise. <laughs> it's a Tibetan man in the comics, something like that. Yeah. Or something. Indonesian man. I don't know, but. Some kind of race. He was like, you guys need to calm down. Y'all just need to chill. <laughs> I think first he was like, we didn't do the casting. This company did, so go yell at them. Uh, but then he was just like, you know, it's the right person. It's not about race. And they were like, it's pretty good at being gender fluid. I forget who's playing it. I, I know her face. Yeah. But, yeah, so it'd be cool to get an origin story of a thing we don't know. People just like to complain. This internet's oh yeah. They get off on it. Just it's true. But you know what they don't complain about? What's that? Limited addiction podcast on YouTube. No, they don't. Go ahead and search that in the YouTube bar and find us. Right now, um, we'll wait. We've, we've got one like. Yeah. A couple listens. So I mean, if you're watching it on YouTube right now and listening to this, you already know. Like it. Like it. But if you're like listening it. to this through a podcast, we also load these on to YouTube in case you just want to play it on YouTube. Yeah. Now, Maybe. we probably will put different YouTube stuff on there, but just for right now, and probably indefinitely, we'll always put the episodes on there. Yeah. Keep you guys, and then when we get into, when we spread our wings, we'll be all on there. I mean, if you want to donate money, we'll, we'll get a camera set up so you can see what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. If you want to donate money, contact us. Yeah, just, just leave we'll it on our front door. <laughs> We'll figure that out later. Yeah. You want to donate money to us, go buy something off Amazon that's super expensive. Like a GoPro. Like a house pro. I wonder if they do sell like a house. Like on, a BB-8. They might sell a house, one of those little tiny houses on Amazon. Probably. I mean, you can get like $1,000 things off Amazon, so. There was a, like a $10,000 8K TV. <laughs> go buy that through our affiliate link. I think it was 100000 actually. 10, yeah, what if someone like was like, hey, I bought this TV, but they forgot to click our link? Oh, that'd be so sad. I'd be like, return it. Return it. <laughs> and buy it again. You did it wrong. No. 
Uh, last bit of news here um, before we get into some fun stuff. Um, Zack Snyder. Some of you may know him from, from movies. Oh, I was going to say the pretzels. The pretzels? Snyder's pretzels. <laughs> That's clever. Uh, what movie say do you rise? Against the Planet of the Apes. Who? Zack Snyder? Yeah. No, he didn't do it. He did 300. Batman versus Superman. Yeah, Batman v Superman. He did uh, Dawn of the Dead remake. He did... He didn't do Planet of the Apes? No, he didn't do Planet of the Apes. What did he do that he didn't think was going to be successful, but then it was, and then that's why he does all this other stuff? Probably Dawn of the Dead. That was like his first... The remake. Um, What else? 300. Watchmen. He did... uh, Sucker Punch. Oh, that's a good one. But anyways, he's... No, the, the director of the first Rise of the Planet of the Apes movie um, recently left the Gambit Project. Ah, oh, that's why his name... Yeah, that's why that name's in your head. Name is in my head. Yeah, apparently with that, uh, he finally spoke. And he was just like, they won't let me make the movie I want to. Yeah, he like, wanted to make a man-on-man Gambit movie. Well... <laughs> and Fox like, yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah, you are. Gambit. Zack Snyder did Legend of the Guardians, that Owl movie. Oh, okay. So there's that in his career. <laughs> um, but he's in talks with HBO to do a uh, Watchmen TV series. He probably just produced that. Now, what they would do with it, if it's before Watchmen. Or just the movie again. Or if they just do original stories set in that universe. I mean, you could get, what, at least 12 issues if you did each character. I don't know if all those were very good. I've got two of them, and I've yet to read them. I wasn't going to. I just didn't like the idea of it. I'll have to ask Eric. Hey, Eric, from The Last Troubadour, which is a band <laughs> that you should check out on iTunes. Yeah, do that. Um, let's know if the Watchmen comics will translate well to TV, specifically you. You know how to reach us. <laughs> On a personal level. So Yeah, I don't know if it would be any good. Maybe I'll actually read them someday. I probably won't. I won't either. I'll tell you that right I now. I own four of them or something. <laughs> <coughs> oh, jeez. The, the giant trades come with two characters apiece, each of their stories. So I have the Dr. Manhattan one. I forget. <coughs> Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Scarlet Witch. Nah, I bet you it's just... A police procedural in that universe. Because <laughs> that's the way we do things now. Yep. Did you get anything cool this week, Frankie? No. <laughs> really, I didn't. Well, you know where you, where you can get cool stuff? Where's that? On Amazon. You already did the Amazon plug. I know, I did. I didn't, no, I didn't get anything from Amazon. I think uh, something's coming next week. But yeah. I've been moving. The yeah. saddest thing ever is when you have to move a collection, tear it down. <coughs> no. Saddest is when you sell it. Oh, yeah, that's also sad. Haven't mm, done that yet. Yes, you did. No, I mean, you again. your Marvel Universes. Yeah, I did that so I can buy Marvel Legends. Not to me. You didn't answer text fast enough. I know. <laughs> the God, Pretty much all the ones I wanted you kept anyway, so. What did I do with them then? You still have Compound Hawk. No, I don't. You don't? No. I thought you still had it. Yeah. Maybe I gave it back to Bernie. Maybe. Yeah, the only other one I would have wanted was uh, Hawkeye and Piledriver, but that's because I need them to do a custom figure oh. for my own comic series. I see. But, yeah. Um, 
Oh, uh, yeah, I was going to do another plug, but I don't know what to plug right now. Audible. Well, yeah, but neither of us know how to read, so we just listen to books all day. That's perfect, then. Hi, kids. <laughs> do you like to not read, but like to use headphones? Boy, do I have a solution for you. Boy, tell us. Audible.com. It's dot fantastic. We need to find out what our like link is to it. That is true. Um, but for now, head on over to Frankly Done Network. It's home on the web, franklydone.com. And go to the Contact Us page or the Support Us page. There should be a link for the Audible on both those pages. Click it, do a free trial. Um, get, give you a chance to look around. You get a book, maybe two, if you're lucky. Sometimes people do. Um, but no, it's a really cool service. Audible is. Um, it's like Netflix, but for audiobooks. Um, the collection is literally growing by the thousands each yeah. month. Um, pretty much classic books. If there's one you can think of, it's on there. Even a lot of modern books are getting on there pretty quick. I would suggest Ready Player One. It's a a movie about virtual reality, and they've already optioned it. Steven Spielberg is going to do the movie. It's kind of like uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory meets virtual reality, and it's a fun book. You're being for real right now? Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a crazy book. Ready Player One. Oh, it's crazy awesome. There's all these 80s references. It's about um, this creator of this virtual reality. He's kind of a social outcast, but he was a genius, and he made this revolutionary virtual reality thing. Didn't have any kids or anything. Then he dies, but bef- the day he dies, he uploads his video. It's like, when I was a kid, the first game, this Atari game, had this Easter egg in it. And when I found it, it said the creator's name. He's like, I've been obsessed ever since. And he put these keys out there, these secret things, in the virtual reality. And whoever finds them all gets all his money. Dang. Yeah. That does sound pretty cool. I would suggest The Martian. Oh. Which is about to be released? Yeah, I want to today. See the movie. Um, so listen to the book before you see the movie, and I heard, then complain yeah. about how different it is. Exactly, I heard so, the book's great. Yeah, I've heard it's pretty good. Right? I won't have time to read it, so I want to see the movie. I heard Matt Damon's pretty cool too. Yeah, and the uh, guy from Ant Man, uh, Michael Pena. Pena. Yeah, yeah. Pena. Um, I really want to see that this weekend. Yeah, I would recommend seeing it. I obviously haven't seen it. Um. But if you're on the fence about seeing it, there's a good chance on Saturday you can head on over to the real movies blog.blogspot.com and read a review about it done by our good friend Ben. Does he get screens um screenings of it? Every now and then okay. he does. Yeah, so every now and then he does get a little he'll probably be seeing it tonight, so by the time you listen it might be up. Um but in the meantime you can head over and see his review of the Green Inferno. Oh yeah, I wonder if it's a that. crazy movie. I haven't had a chance to see it either, but he seem to I uh, will say delivers B movie Nirvana. Oh, nice. So if you like B movies, you like people eating other people. It's my two favorite um, things. Head on over there. He didn't give it a grade, so I can't give you there, but reading review. I would say he gave it a pretty good one. But, uh, Eli Roth, that guy. If you like yeah. hostel. Yeah, I mean it looks like a pretty good movie. Um but yeah, Martian is my book. But like I said, franklydone.com. Go to either our support or contact us. Click the Audible link. Um, 
And that's the only way for you to get a free trial from us right now. So mm-hmm. do it. Do Listen it. to some books. Yep. Do it. Let us know if there's a book you picked up you liked because of going through our link. Tell us. Yeah. It'd be pretty enjoyable. And tell us if you even know how to read. And while you're at it, head on over to iTunes and rate, review, and comment on us. Same with YouTube. Stitcher. I was trying to set Stitcher up app for my grandma. <laughs> she was set, she wanted to listen to the podcast, but she has a, a note. Yeah. I know. And I was trying to figure out Stitcher, but they wanted me to log in, start an account. I'm like, I don't want it. This seems like too much work. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for getting us subscribers. Well, I... Well, and this was like a half hour before I got here, so I'm like, yeah. I needed to leave. No, we're trying to make it pretty easy for you guys. Um, but to do that, we need some support, whether that's through you guys doing free trials through us or uh, shopping on Amazon through us or just giving us reviews. Help us, we'll help you, right? Yeah. Let us know what you are into. You know, if there's that show out there we're not talking about, something's getting ready to start. You're like, hey, man, why aren't they talking about Scream Queens? Well, it's because it's not a very good show, and that's coming from me. But if you want us to talk about it, we will. Yeah. That's my promise to you. If you tell us to talk about something, we'll talk about it at least once. Yeah. Like our good friend Robert Kirkman wants us to talk about the Mad FX Lab, which is a pretty crazy Halloween attraction in Upper Ohio, St. Crystalline. Crystalline, Crystalline, Ohio. Um, starts this weekend, if you're listening to it the day this is put out. Um, $25 a person, not too bad. Uh, $25 for the ultimate entry, 15 per person. I'm guessing like a VIP experience. I know he's going to be up there a couple of days. going to be some other famous horror people there throughout. But uh, we'll hopefully hear some more from him next week for you guys. Um, hear from his words. Not ours, but more information for now, you can either head on over to CreatureCorpse.net or Facebook.com slash MadFXLab. FX like the TV station. Um, but yeah, so this week I picked up uh, Mantle. It's a book I've talked about a few times on here. Is this the conclusion to it? This was the final issue. Um, it comes out with a bang, if you will. Yeah, um, I will. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil it for you guys because it's only five issues. You know, it's for independent artists um, and guy who is pretty good friends. Former with the show. Former enemy. Former of your enemy. Yeah, we made up. Reconnected through uh, something you're gonna listen to about his new book. Yeah. Um, Brothers James. I picked up the issues. I've given the. Gave the first one a read today. It's actually pretty funny. He didn't work on the first issue, actually, but um, storyline's good. Looking forward to seeing what the rest of it does. It's got one more issue still coming out, so got time to catch up before that comes out. Do you know if Mantle's coming out in trade? I don't know. We could ask him. Yeah, let's find out. But in the meantime, let's. Uh, here's Brian Level with Brothers James. Hey, I'm uh, Brian Level. Uh, I've got a book with Ryan Ferrier. You might remember our work from Image Comics. Uh, I did the mantle, Ryan's stuff from Boom, like Curb Stomp. But we got a book called The Brothers James. It's kind of like if uh, The Dukes of Hazard was like a road trip revenge story made by Quentin Tarantino. So uh, lots of cars flipping and people dying and 
you know, people getting punched in the face and all sorts of good stuff. So check it out. Where can they find it? Uh, it's available from Challenger Comics online, also on Comicsology.com. What's the number one reason people should pick it up? Uh, because it's in black and white and it's legit Grindhouse. It's not like uh, we're not like winking at the camera. It's pretty like pretty straightforward. We love old Grindhouse movies, so we wanted to make something that felt for reals. All right, thanks, Brian. Thank you. Um, but yeah, definitely. If that didn't win you over. I don't know what will, but um, I think it's worth a read. I enjoyed it. Um, it's pretty cool. Like you said, it's in black and white. So, just like the, my soul. Yours is more like Fifty Shades of Grey. Ah. Ah. You have to mark this one inappropriate now. Explicit, I think, is what the networks call it. Um, but yeah, I picked out some more Secret Wars stuff. Um, haven't had a chance to read those yet. But uh, I mean, I'm like all these stories that are ending, like you know, that's not a bad taste in my mouth because these stories are ending no matter what. You know, um, yeah. although X Men '92 apparently is going to be an ongoing. Just pretty cool. It's kind of weird. People goofy. are loving that '90s nostalgia. Yeah, it's none of the issues are really connected to the others. I mean, they are a little bit, you know, but they really couldn't be. So, so in that sense, you can pick up any this. issue. Do any of the issues take place in a mall? Um, the first issue, they're playing of laser tag. Yeah. Does so. any of the issues involve skateboarding slash rollerblading? No comment. <laughs> um. <laughs> But no, uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know, Secret Wars. I'm gonna. We can't keep lamenting on this. It's gonna be fun. Um, but Iron Man, Are you a fan of Iron Man, Frankie? I am. I'd say he's maybe in my top ten, probably back half of it. But I like Iron Man. I've never liked him. You haven't. I've n- no. I, I think him. he's a jerk. I liked um, him because of the cartoon show when I was a kid. I got some toys. Pretty much if I got it a toy. It was recently uh, released that the Iron Man toys from the 90s were just X-Men and Spider-Man toys with armor. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I liked them. I love the X-Men and Spider-Man. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch the show as a kid. Not, I don't have any memory of it, at least. But never really liked him. I mean, I like the movies. I like his character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I've always thought he's a jerk. I don't like it when he shows up in comics. But... This new one, after I gave you that t- terrible reason to read it, uh, Brian Michael Bendis is going to be writing it. Well, obviously, one of my favorite writers. He's done some pretty cool stuff in his days. And then uh, Dave Marquez, which your buddy, even before this, yeah, I always enjoyed his artwork. Um, got quite a few commissions and artist proofs from him and stuff. Um, super nice guy. Now, I guess I knew that before, but. But he's going to be doing the art on it. And uh, I was lucky enough to sit down with him at the Cincinnati Comic Expo, which if you missed it, check out our last episode. We talked, gave reviews, talked about our experiences there. But um, over to me with David Marquez to tell you about some pretty cool stuff. That's past you. All right, this is Daniel. I'm here with David Marquez at the Cincinnati Comic Expo. Um, David, obviously your biggest thing coming up is the new Iron Man line. Is there anything you can tell us about it? So with Invincible Iron Man, uh, Brian and I have been talking about this probably for close to a year. Um, I mean, early on it was just kind of a a possible thing. 
Um, we weren't sure if it was going to be uh, an actual project we'd be working on, but as things kind of came together, uh, we we looked at kind of you know what we wanted to do with uh, the story, both in terms of you know the the designs as well as uh, just kind of how we treat the character and all and all that stuff. So the big thing was that you know Marvel has looked at the way you know that Iron Man is kind of like the leading property as far as the MCU and all of that. Um, and while there have been very successful runs on the book, it's never been um, something that has played the same role in the comics. So they wanted to kind of, you know, they wanted to put um, a team that they hoped, uh, you know, readers would get excited about. Brian is, uh, you know, his name sells books. Uh, I'm not convinced that mine does that, but I think we work very well together. So um, uh, I guess, the, you know, they, they thought we'd be a winning team. And so as far as, you know, approaching the character, we're wanting to... Um, kind of, you know, focus again on Tony. Like, if you look at the success of the Iron Man films, it's re- it really boils down to being good Tony films. Um, and, uh, like I said, you know, there, there have been very good runs in the past that have done the same thing. But we really want to make, it's Tony's book where Iron Man clearly still plays a huge role, the armor plays a huge role in all of this, but if you don't care about the characters, you're not going to care about the rest. And so, he is definitely uh, the focus. Um... As far as, you know, the armor, we looked at the way that, you know, technology over time gets smaller and slimmer, um, and uh, we wanted to do the same with, with the armor, where, you know, looking at a smartphone nowadays, it's capable of performing what it would have taken, you know, 20 years ago, rooms full of computers to, to accomplish, and also, it's one device that can do the job of all these different things. It's a camera, it's a movie player, it's, you know, it's all these different things. Um, and, we, and we're basically doing, taking that concept and rolling into the armor, where it's slimmer and sleeker, um, it's almost form-fitting now, and additionally, it's kind of an all-in-one, like, Lego set. I hate using the term, but it's kind of like a transformer. It's, it's, it's all of the armors wrapped into one. It can, it can handle whatever he needs to at any given time. You know, Tony is, is a very, he's obviously a very smart guy. He's an engineer. He's a tinkerer. Um, and the armor is there to let him kind of let his imagination flow. So, you know, he invents on the fly. And the armor will just keep up with him. So, uh, that, that, that's our, our general approach for it. We're giving him, um, a new rogues gallery. Uh, with, you know, we're looking at, like, you know, Batman. Part of what makes Batman work beyond just kind of being cool and dark is he's a great rogues gallery. So we're giving him new villains. We're giving, um, him, a broader supporting cast. People may have noticed uh, there's a promo image of Mary Jane who's going to be joining the cast. Um, we all know he has a thing for redheads. Uh, this isn't... Uh, you, we aren't, like, having Tony steal Peter's girlfriend or anything. It's, it's, it's not quite like that. We think that, you know, she has... She's a very capable character, and this is an environment in which we can hopefully see her, you know, show off the fact that, that she's, you know, a, a strong, independent character in and of herself. So, um... Uh, we are giving him a new love interest, um, a completely new character. Uh, so yeah, there's lots, lots of, of new stuff. We're trying to really kind of, you know, put our stamp on the canon and uh, introduce a lot of new elements, as well as kind of honoring what makes Tony work to begin with. And so obviously Secret Wars shook a lot of stuff up. Is this going to be the Tony people are familiar with, or is kind of a little bit here and there, but more just new? Um, I mean, trying to... It, it's... I don't know how much I can say. Um, it's it's a Tony everyone's very familiar with. So you can feel free to give us all the exclusives <laughs> you want. Um, yeah, he's a life model decoy. So it's uh, yeah, no, no, it's it, it's a Tony that everyone's very familiar with. So yeah. 
Excellent. Obviously, um, past couple of years you've worked on Spider-Man, X-Men. Um, is there a character that is near and dear to your heart or one that you haven't had a chance to work on that you just wish you could? Oh, that's a good question. Um, the interesting thing I found working at Marvel for the past four or five years um, is a lot of the characters that I really enjoyed as a kid are not necessarily the characters I like working on. Um, I mean... I, I would love drawing anything for in the Marvel wheelhouse, but like, so the case, case in point. Um, so you know, I, I grew up as a big Spider-Man kid and a big X-Men kid, and I've gotten to draw both of those. Um, I've got to draw Miles. I got to draw even Peter. You know, rolled into that, which is fun. Um, and Miles, it, it's, it's a character very, very dear to my heart. And it was kind of hard letting go of that book, but um, it, it was nice now, kind of being you know through th- through the, uh, the eye of the needle and on the other side um, to be working on a new project. And it's nice to kind of change things up every once in a while. Um, I was a huge X-Men kid. One thing that I found very surprising about working on X-Men is it is a pain in the butt to draw. There are so many characters, um, and, you know, for the guys who do team books day in and day out, God bless them, you know, and, and I would love to do the X-Men again, but it is a challenging book to draw. Um, Iron Man, interestingly, is a character I didn't have a lot of, 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 of I didn't care that much about uh, until Brian kind of threw the idea out there, and since then I've gone back and I, I've read... Uh, maybe not the entire one. I read, I've read basically everything since Warren Ellis and Adi Granov's uh, Extremis, all the way up through that. And I've gone back and read piecemeal, you know, all the all the important stuff before that. Um, so at this point, I feel pretty well, pretty well uh, invested in the character. As far as other characters, um, I mean, I would love. I, I already got to draw Cloak and Dagger. They are characters near and dear to my heart as well. Um, Moon Knight at some at some point. That's kind of a weird character. You got to have a really good take to, to make it work. And I'm not sure I have that. Um, but, uh, I've got drawn fantastic. I mean, it's, it's, this is the thing. I've, I've gotten to play with a lot of the toys. Um, and so as far as the Marvel stuff, at this point, I'm kind of interested in kind of seeing what opportunities present themselves. It's not as if there's one character I really want to dive into. Um, I mean, maybe someday doing like, you know, like a Wolverine run, that'd be fun, because everyone loves drawing Wolverine. Um, but, uh, honestly, what working at Marvel has taught me is that, um, I, I love working work for hire. Uh, I hope to do so for, you know, the, for, for, my, the rest of my career, um, but I also have a huge hunger to do more creator on the work, um, and I, I have a couple of different projects cooking, um, and you know, thankfully my arrangement with Marvel allows me to, as long as it doesn't interfere with my deadlines for Marvel, to work whenever I want to on the side, um, and so I have some things you know cooking that uh, won't come out in 2015, but maybe 2016 or so. Um, I'm slowly starting to work on it, but uh, the Marvel work comes first, uh, and then I mean. Along those lines, I had done some creator own in the past. Um, I did a book called The Joiners in 3D, uh, which was, it's kind of a, a weird artsy book. Um, and by no means, you know, tour of the sales charts or anything, but, um, it was kind of a chance to explore a lot of the interests and influences I have that are outside of mainstream comics. Um, and, and have a place for that kind of creative expression and just do some weird, challenging technical stuff. So, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of, like, you know, independent comics and art comics. Um, Things like you know, Daniel Klaus and Art Spiegelman, um, and this was kind of drawing more on kind of like that artistic influence, uh, telling a really kind of dark, um, well, I don't know, really dark, but it, it's it's a uh, kind of like a psychological thriller set against you know the backdrop of like the world of like the Jetsons, kind of um, all in, in time like coming up. My, my wife and I, uh, Tara Rhymes. We came up with our own process for converting uh, black and white line art into red and blue 3D. So we wear the you know funky 3D glasses, 
Um, and it was incredibly labor-intensive, a huge technical challenge. We're, we're really happy with the results, um, but it, it is kind of a, a funny little book. But uh, for people who are interested in you know, what else I've been up to, yeah, Joiners in 3D. It's on Amazon and all that stuff. So, um, For people trying to get into whether it is working with the big people like Marvel or DC or even just doing their independent, any advice for our listeners? Um, I think probably the biggest thing is, you know, walk before you can run. Um my experience trying to break into comics was I tried to bite off way too much early on in the sense that, you know, there is a 120-page either graphic novel or five-issue series, depending on how you want to look at it. It's never going to see the light of day. Um, but, you know, I was convinced, like, I'm going to come out with a big old chunk of work. I did, you know, I did it with a writer and stuff, and for various reasons it didn't come out. Um, I would suggest that a better way of doing it than that would be, and, and by that I mean doing a ton of work where you're sitting in your in your bedroom, whatever, drawing away for years and years, when and no one's ever going to see that. Do small projects. Do eight pages. Do sixteen pages. You know, do a little five page ash can. Do you know, do that kind of thing. Um, I was you know, having a conversation last night with someone about this. Uh, it is a huge investment in time and effort for an artist to draw a full comic, full twenty page comic. I mean, I, I do it monthly, but th- that's not easy. Uh, and for somebody who also has to, you know, pay the bills, has a day job or a part-time job, like, you know, it's really difficult to then come up with, like, a, I'm going to do a monthly comic on top of all that. No, th- th- that maybe you can do that, but I doubt it's going to be your best work, and more likely you're just not going to be able to do that. So I'll say start small. You know, if you want to do it all yourself, you can do that. If you want to do it with a writer, with a creative team, you can definitely do that. Start, excuse me, start small. Do a webcomic. Um, so many talented people get discovered through Tumblr, through DeviantArt, through Twitter, um, and... You no longer need... There's such a smaller barrier to entry now to getting your work seen. So I would say start off with that. Publish your work online. You know, pinups and all that stuff is great, but do sequential pages. A webcomic is the easiest, um, low-cost-to-entry way of getting your work out there. So start with that, um, and I guarantee you people are going to see it. Pub, you know, advertise on Twitter, Tumblr, all that stuff. That, that's probably the best way to get out there. Excellent. All right, if our listeners want to see more of your work or reach out to you, uh, what's the best way to find you online? So it's probably the easiest way is just davidmarquez.com. Um, I have you know, my, my, my email addresses on there. I'm on Tumblr, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff as well, and all that's linked through that website. Um, also, there's original art there for sale in case anyone wants to you know, throw some money my way. That'd be great. But, um, yeah, on Twitter, I'm at Dave Marquez. On Tumblr, it's David Marquez. Instagram, Marquez Comic Art. But again, just davidmarquez.com. You can find all the information there. Right, excellent. Thank you for your time. Thanks so much. All right, yeah. So that was actually, yeah, that was a really cool part of the expo for me. Um, he was a genuinely nice guy. Hopefully we'll hear from him in the future and stuff as projects go on. Maybe we'll check in after a couple episodes of uh, episodes issues of. I've been doing that a lot lately. Call comics. I refer to comics as episodes and TV shows as issues. Okay. Um. But yeah, maybe after a couple issues of Iron Man, we'll check in with him, see see how he's liking it. Yeah, yeah, I love that part during the interview when he's like, "I'm trying to figure out what not to tell you." I like the armor from just this, like the what you've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what some of the new Rogues Gallery is going to be. be like pretty a, cool concept. Like going back to the red and gold. Yeah, it's fun to change it up, but it's always good to go back. Just like Spider Man cool when he changes for a little bit but it's always nice to co- go back go to the original yeah. back where it all began but um but um but um
So what else you got? Well, that's what Iron Man. I was talking to uh, my wife. Wait, you're married? Uh, still. Yeah. Um, I was like, God, this is terrible. I'm gonna have to buy Iron Man. Like, I'm I'm so pumped for this book. Buy issue one and see if you like it. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm gonna buy it regardless. Now that I feel like I've got a friendship with Dave until he hears this podcast, he's like, Yeah, dude, step back. You're not my friend. I changed my number three times. Quit calling. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, nah, you know, support the guy. He was super nice. Um, and like you said, I thought it was really cool that he was giving some advice to people trying to get into the industry. Um, that's actually more you're gonna come up from uh, a couple of the other people we interviewed, giving you ideas. If you are that person that wants to get in, um, if you got some of your work, um, maybe you did a little five-page comic like david suggested get it to us somehow we'll read it talk about it you th- we'll throw you you throw us put us in the comic and be like us <laughs> just put us in the background us cool. recording a podcast and then like bad guy a flies through the window or something that'd be pretty cool and do that in my comic now that i think about it my comic is just me taking a nap oh, 20, <laughs> 20 issues but uh yeah iron man um supposed to come out next wednesday um should be out at least next of the following so pick it up for us let us know you picked it up send us a selfie with the comic <laughs> hashtag iron selfie cast <laughs> just do hashtag iron man that way <laughs> there's wow. only too many wow look how many people hashtag iron man do for hashtag us. iron selfie iron selfie email us <laughs> frankly done network at gmail.com or tweet us at the frankly done or hop on our instagram frankly done network um, post your picture there. You can tag us in it. That'd be pretty cool. I don't think we've been tagged in a picture yet. No. Um, we're not real people. Where else can they talk to us? We're on the YouTubes. Search Limited Addiction Podcast or Frankly Done Network. And um, that's it. That's the only course. Can reach us. Home on the web, franklydone.com. We can tell us you love us. Bye bye and stuff. Yeah. If you ask us something, I will give you one favor. Yeah, and one favor. One favor. There you go. And remember, if we get to twenty-five reviews on uh, written reviews on iTunes, we will select one of you to get the very first mystery box from Limited Addiction Podcast. First question will get one favor. Must be legal, and only requires me driving up to fifty miles. Second question will get you a treatment that of the Punisher movie number one, circa two thousand three ish, which was on TV the other day, and I enjoyed every second of it. I wonder if you watched that. It's been probably ten years. I didn't finish it, but it's because I left somewhere. But yeah, I mean, I don't think I disliked it when I watched it the first time. But <coughs> all right, um, there's all the plugs. This is really unprofessional podcast. I just realized. Nah. We've done a lot better than this. Admitting our faults on the mic. Look at me. Frankie, you get the trivia ready. I will talk to you guys about if you are somebody that has power to sponsor somebody, contact us. That'd be pretty cool. Okay. We did get another sponsor, but it has absolutely nothing to do with this podcast. Uh, We'll talk about it later. It's about a future podcast potential. Okay. I'm already intrigued. But, uh, all right. 
So when we last left our Marvel Trivia Challenge, we were going head-to-head, 26-24. to 24. You still holding the lead on me. I don't think I'll change it that much this week, but let's find out. Okay. Okay. Eric Brooks, part vampire, is better known as what superhero? Eric Brooks, part vampire. Let's go with Blade. <laughs> Correct. Blade, the vampire slayer. Nice. Excited for that comic to start. Daughter of Blade. All right. The industrialist, Justin Hammer, is a business rival to what Marvel character? They got no multiple choice. Spider-Man. Nope. Tony Stark. Ah. It's going to be like issue one of Iron Man. <laughs> Justin Hammer. True or false? Thor was the leader of the God Squad, a team of immortals that fought the Skrull invasion during the Secret Invasion event. False. True. Who was it? The God Squad? Um, I don't know. Beta Ray Bill? Hercules. Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> I know Beta Red Bill wasn't a god, so I knew. Okay. <laughs> so you picked him. I know, because I have his comic. I know he had something to do with it, but I don't remember it. <laughs> okay. What supervillain manipulated Sharon Carter into attempting to assassinate Captain America? Was it A, Baron Von Strucker, B, mm. Dr. Faustus, mm. or C, Arnim Zola? <laughs> yeah, I know. This one's hard. <laughs> I was going to say the Red Skull. <laughs> it, I would have said Crossbones. Um, I'll go with... Oh. A. Baron Von Strucker is incorrect. Ah, uh, is it C? No, it's Dr. Uh, Faustus. I wouldn't have gotten it right at all then. All right. I'm going to start cheating if I want to beat you. 28-24. All right, everybody. Well, check us out at everything we said earlier. And I've been Frankie. I've been Daniel.